Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy TGIF, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. This is Bob Getty solo today from the uh, from the Southern Bank Core Studio right here in Hattiesburg. I'm glad you're with me this afternoon. Hope you have a great uh, Friday afternoon. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, where we enjoy food all the time. We hope you do, too. It's a great place to cater your next event or your next Southern Miss tailgate. Uh, keep Dickies in mind. They're located right by the ball in uh, Hattiesburg. Randall Mason is uh, what we call a Super Eagle fan. We're going to be talking to him later from Covington, Louisiana. A new feature on the Eagle Hour we'll talk about in a bit. But right now, I'm really not soloing today because I've got a great friend of the Eagle Hour on the show with me, uh, legendary uh, baseball coach Hill Denson. And, Coach, you sent me a picture. I think you're – Sitting in a lawn chair, sipping tea, and overlooking a big lake this afternoon. Absolutely, <laughs> and you and you without the two outlaws with you. Yeah, I, I think Kelly's. I think Kelly hadn't made bail yet, and I'm not sure where Luke is at. But uh, <laughs> how are you? How are you, Coach? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Good. Yeah. All right, I want to get this out of the way. I know you've been asked this a thousand times. You're probably tired of hearing this question, but I have to ask you. Uh, if everything goes as expected tonight, the Golden Eagles win at UAB. Coach Barry will surpass you by one game as the all-time winningest coach. Uh, your thoughts about that record and, and Scott Barry uh, taking the number one position, Coach? Well, I'm absolutely tickled to death for Scott. He and I are closest of buddies. I consider him one of my best buddies in the world. And, uh, you know, if anybody's going to, to take a record from you, he would be the guy who'd want to do it and just happy and been pulling for him all along. Uh, you know, I didn't even know I had a record until about three weeks ago or somebody <laughs> called me about this was going on. So, uh, so I'm glad I'm glad to know that Scott will be answering those questions in the future. So, right. but anyhow, it's, it's great. He's, he's just such a close friend. Uh, we talked last night, matter of fact, uh, but, uh, you know, that it's, it's, yeah, great to have a guy like him doing it. Anybody deserves it, he does. No question. You know, as of today, between you and Scott Berry, you've guided collectively the Golden Eagles to 936 baseball wins. That's a lot of baseball, Coach. Yeah, it is. And, and nobody's mentioning the losses in there, too. So there's a <laughs> bunch of games out there, you know. So anyhow, it, it, it is a bunch of games. And Corky was right there with us, Absolutely. too. Uh, Absolutely. And that's. Uh, so it was all three of us who are all good friends and, and uh, all kind of come from the coaches, same coaches tree, so to speak. And, and uh, you know, I'm just tickled to death. And I've been excited about the season all along. And, you know, it's, yeah, I hope they keep it going. hope he gets it tonight. It's, it's a tough place to play over UAB. They right. don't draw many fans. Uh, it's kind of like a going to, a, a, you know, a, 
smaller game or somewhere and not having anybody there watching it. So you get used to playing in front of fans and don't have any. It makes it tough to play. So right, I worry about it going over to UAB every time. No question. Coach, here, here's a question I, I, I thought of this morning that I wanted to ask. I, all of us that follow Southern Miss baseball and follow sports in Mississippi, we know you're the man that laid the foundation for this program that we have now. You st- you came there when there were no fans, really no facilities. You had this vision, and you laid the foundation for the program that we have now. So keeping that in mind, when you see the Golden Eagles ranked fourth in the country in all the conversation of a national seed, really with a with a staff that, that appears to be capable of getting them to the World Series, what do you what runs through your mind? Because you were the architect of all of this. Well, I certainly appreciate you saying that. And, uh, I, I'm just tickled to death for it, uh, what's happened to it. And it's been consistent for years already and been capable of going to the World Series every year for a long, long time now. And, uh, you know, you just got to get some breaks here and there. Ball got to fall your way and, and all that to get there. And then to win it, you got to do the same thing. So, you know, it's just a matter of getting hot uh, at the end and all that. And, uh, you know, I... I I'm glad that it's happening right now. I've been, of course, I've been getting to see more games this year. I've been to almost all the home games, and uh, it's get it's a pretty long drive to run down there to Hattiesburg from Madison every day. So, but we've been doing that, and and uh, you know, I get just as nervous. I get more nervous listening to it on the radio than I do if I'm there in person. So, I try to be in person as much as I can, and. Of course, now I've got the ESPN Plus. When we get that, I like to be able to watch them. Right. It's not as nerve-wracking when I can see what's happening. Right. But, uh, uh, help, me, help me through this, Coach, with, with the great season that we're having and this lofty ranking and, and all these great expectations. I find myself almost miserable watching every game. I'm so nervous about the outcome. Should I, should I just put yeah. that aside and, 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 and realize what a good baseball team this is? I, probably so, uh, but I feel the same way. I'm the same way again. Watching it out there from the side, it's much more nerve wracking than when you're on the field. You got too many things going on there, so mm-hmm. uh, we're probably a lot more nervous than the coaches are listening to it. So uh, you know, it, it is tough to do that. But yeah, they, you know what you worry about right now in Scott's situation. You, you're sitting there with you know you. Then it got the long winning streak and all that, and you kind of know that the season is a series of ups and downs. And uh, yeah, they, of course they've lost two couple of guys lately here to injuries and those things you worry about. So he's always he's he's always going to be worried about something that's going on there. So that's one thing you you worry about. And of course you want to be hot at the end of the season and when you get into the conference tournament and in the regional. So many times you'll get hot in one tournament and not be hot in another tournament. For instance, Mississippi State last year, you know, as good a friend as Lamontis and those guys are up there, they were they were probably the worst team in the conference during the conference tournament and uh, then turned around and got just red hot in the in the World Series and got a break or two and balls fall their way and, and they win it. So, once you get there, you all all eight teams are capable of winning it, and and just to, the the game so so lends itself so much to you know the breaks of a ball being an inch foul or an inch fair and mm-hmm. and, and things like that you know 
right. that make a big difference in who wins the ball game. So it's so much uh, to it in in this game that is nerve wracking, and I certainly understand that, especially listening on the radio. Right. I can't see what they're doing. So. <laughs> right. Uh, last twenty five games, Coach Golden Eagles have had a three hundred team batting average. They've hit forty home runs and 171 RBIs, according to Jack Duggan. Uh, can you can Do you worry about maybe peaking too soon, or do you think this team is talented enough to keep up this uh, hectic pace through the end of the year? Well, uh, you know, I don't think they've been hitting what they've been capable of. I think they've struggled most all the year with getting hits at the right time, but, but they seem to get it done, and so – you know, as far as I think there's some ability for those guys to get hotter than they've been, and particularly two or three of them that uh, that you've been depending on all the time, you know, and, that get hot. But we've always had somebody pick them up, and that's what a good team does. Uh, one night, so it, uh, you know, Sergeant's off one night, and Will is, carries the team or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. So. Right. They've been they've been just a great team with that, and, and the biggest thing is that Christian Ostrander's staff that he has is capable of putting out the fire anytime you get a couple of guys on and all that. So, uh, mm-hmm. or they get a couple of guys on. So, right. you know, just that good pitching staff is one good thing, and you just hope those guys we don't lose any of those guys toward the end of the season down there. So, right. um, there's so many different things for Scott to worry about, yeah. but. But they are playing good, and no question about it. That pitching staff has been so suffocating to the opponents. That's a, that's a huge, huge asset. Am I right about that? Oh, there's no question about it. You know, uh, I know we got five guys going in the upper 90s, and, and when you're up in that upper 90s, it, it, it's tough to hit. And, uh, you know, those guys are uh, – you just it's hard to get that many guys on the staff, and they've done it and been able to do it really the last several years. Uh, and I think Ostrad is such a great pitching coach too, so he knows how to work those guys. He's not like me. I always I never liked pitchers to talk to pitchers. They just they seem like a different bunch to me. <laughs> but so I, I always let the pitching coach talk to them. Oh, you didn't enjoy that much <laughs> talking to the pitchers. No, I didn't. I hated going out there in the mound talking to them. So. All right, we're talking. Uh, I like them do it. We're talking to the legendary Hill Denson uh, on the Eagle Hour, and coaches agreed to stick around through the break. Coach Denson also uh, serves almost every year, if not every year, as an as a director of the NCAA regional tournament. So we're going to get his thoughts about the upcoming regionals, uh, where Southern Miss is in the picture right now, his speculation as to what the Golden Eagles have to do to uh, get that tournament. Here in Hattiesburg, Hill Denson on the Eagle Hour reclined out on a big lake somewhere, and we really appreciate him taking his leisure time to talk to us. We'll have more with Coach Denson right after this. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are. Bob Getty from the Southern Bancorp Studio here in Hattiesburg. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. 
Located on Hardy Street, greatest selection of Southern Miss apparel on the planet. Shop online at campusbookmart.net. Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast available to you uh, seven days a week, anytime, day or night on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we hope if you can't catch us live. Also, of course, on uh, supertalkhattiesburg.com live, supertalklaurel.com, supertalksouthwestmississippi.com, all all kinds of ways uh, to enjoy the Eagle Hour. We're talking to head... Uh, former head baseball coach and legendary college coach, Hill Denson. Coach, I appreciate your time on a, on a Friday afternoon. I know that you also serve every year as a director of NCAA regional tournaments. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to get your crystal ball out here. I know this is what's on a lot of people's minds. The Golden Eagles are ranked fourth in the country. As you know, they're 33-8. and eight. They have 14 games left to play. They're all going to be tough, three against UAB at South Alabama, three against Old Dominion, a game against Ole Miss, three against Texas San Antonio, three against Middle Tennessee. So there, there's not a gimme in the last 14. But at 33-8, and eight, what do you think Southern Miss has to do in these last 14 games to ensure that they host a regional tournament? First to first question in Hattiesburg. Well, certainly the easy answer to that is you just keep winning, but uh, what what they're trying to do now that we're usually not in the battle for is that top eight seeds, and right. that, that's a that's a big thing. Is if you if you can finish in the top eight in the country, and I don't know which poll they use, but if you can finish in that top eight, uh, you know you get to buy uh, or well, yeah, you're gonna be the number one seed in whatever tournament you got. But you're also gonna if you if and when you win the regional, you're gonna host your super regional. So that's always a big deal. The times or two that we've gotten, you know, to the super regionals, we've had to go somewhere else to their home field, and you got to beat somebody there. So, right. obviously, that you want to do that. So that's the big deal about the top eight seeds. Uh, you know, love love to be one of those, but uh, you know, you just got to keep on plugging along and winning one game at a time here and there, and uh, you know, you just you almost know that you're gonna drop a game here and there, and you want to make sure you're getting two out of three. And and, and those those wins they've been getting on the sweeps on the road have been really big in the RPI ratings. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are big, hard games, and those are good, high-rated high games when you play on the road. So it's always tough to, uh, you know, sweep anybody. It's always tough to beat, sweep somebody, and we've already done that several times. So, you know, Winning that and, and, of course, getting near that 40 wins at the end of the season, uh, that's always big. I think uh, you'll notice that almost everybody, unless they just get a tournament win, uh, come from behind and get a tournament, you know, automatic bid. And uh, if you don't, you're going to get in there if you get around 40 wins usually. So it's hard not to put a team in with that. So that's a big deal. Just continue on doing that. All right, so we know the the Golden Eagles obviously are going to be in the regionals, but you but you're right, you you want to be one of those top eight seeds. In your view, do the Golden if the Golden Eagles can win their last four weekend series, not necessarily sweep, but win the last four, is that enough to get them a home regional? You think? Oh, I, I would certainly think so. With the reputation they built this year uh, nationally. Uh, 
you know, I listen to some of these talk shows nationally, and they're bringing up Southern Miss now and Scott Berry and, and what they're doing down here. So it's getting bigger and bigger names out there. And, it, you know, when we started building that thing, it was, it was the idea was to try the main objective we had was getting where people cared about it at home. Right. And, uh, and try to get to a regional and make that happen. And, uh, started doing that. And, and, you know, it takes a long number of years to be thought of as one of those powers in the country that, uh, you know, that's kind of automatically going to be in that regional every year. And, and I certainly think Corky and Scott have, have brought it to that. And, uh, you know, to expect him to be in there every year. And, and, and you know, it's just a, it's a continued, continuing building process to to put the reputation out there and it's it's so important that you have those reputations when it comes down to those uh who's going to be in them there's i can tell now i have never figured out the committee completely but mm-hmm. uh you know it, it's always uh one of the big things is just reputation of schools that no can host and they know that southern miss can put on a good tournament and that uh, has done it in the past and can do it now. So right. even though we don't have that big stadium that they, that's not a big deal with the NCAA. I, I know a lot of people think it is, but it's not having the big seating capacity. You can you can sell your tickets a little higher and fill the stadium up. You know that way. So right, right. <laughs> as we, I consider it kind of like like we got the Wrigley Field of Major League of, of collegiate baseball. So right. So you know, so you think coach. With the reputation that the Golden Eagles have established, and you're right, they're getting a lot of national publicity this year, they have a little wiggle room. Am I right about that? They could stump their toe two or three times and still host a regional, you think? Sure. I think you you expect that with any team in baseball. You just It's so hard to win every game. You know, it's, you know and we, we've had some luck this year winning some games that we – didn't look like we were going to win, and you know, and right. and those are big. They already have already added them to the n- number of wins. So, you know, you're going to have that. You don't worry about it when it happens. That's just part of baseball. And uh, as as our good friend Ron Polk always said, that's baseball. You're going to ball's going to fall your way sometimes. Sometimes it's going to fall other things' way. You yeah. may hit line drives hard every all over the field, and but you hit them right at them and. They hit bloopers and they all fall in and beat you. You know that can happen any time. So anybody can beat you on a given day, and that's understood in our game. And people on our committee certainly understand that sort of thing. Okay, well that's good to hear. So I know a lot of people are just so afraid that if they lose a game or lose one or two games, all of this disappears. But I'm I'm hearing from you. You don't you don't think it at this point. That's the situation. I really don't. I don't think that. I mean, you know, you took, hit a long losing streak or something there. They can drop out quickly. Uh, so, you know, they, you, you just want to continue to win every ball game that you can possibly win, and that's what they do, and that's all they concern about every day when they go out there. So, right. Most people, some people under, seem to think that they sometimes they don't play hard or they're not fired up enough or whatever it is they think about it. I hear on talk radio a lot, so. But, uh, you know, it's just not that way. Right. You ever hear – do you and Coach Polk stay in touch? Because y- y'all have such a legendary history between you. Oh, absolutely. I talked to him a good bit. So, uh, you know, I've, the last visit I had with him was really at the state game at, at Trustmark. He and I sat together for a long time there. Mm-hmm. I listened to some of his tales that I didn't believe. So, 
<laughs> you don't you don't think he would exaggerate any kind of story, oh, but oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you told me one time you were at a uh, at a lunch somewhere up in Madison with a bunch of Hall of Fame coaches, and you called it, I believe you called it the Liars Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have a little gathering every Tuesday, so yeah, we do a little. There's some high 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 tails in there, and every one of the athletes sitting around that table are a lot better now than they were when they played. Yeah, they're all stars now, right? They're all all oh, pros yeah. right now. Hey, coach, ninety seconds left, and I, I don't want to end on a bad note, but but I know with your storied history in Mississippi, uh, you do the you do Rick Cleveland and Bobby Cleveland were legendary writers, and Rick remains that today. For the Clarion Ledger in its glory days, when it was really the statewide newspaper, and uh, the unfortunate news uh, broke today that Bobby Cleveland, Rick Cleveland's brother, who was they were both writers at the Clarion Ledger. Uh, died from the results of injuries he suffered in a car accident a few days ago. Your thoughts about Bobby Cleveland, Coach? One of the top writers ever. Uh, you know, he and Rick both are just both great writers and great friends of mine. I, uh, in fact, I was with Bobby just oh, probably a couple of weeks ago. He and I sat around there at Catherine's one afternoon and talked. And, uh, you know, he's just one of those guys, big old boisterous kind of guy that – it kind of takes charge of the room when he's in and carries on a bunch of old mess all the time. So it's awful. I heard it last night on the late news, and and it was just absolutely a bummer to hear last night. And I, I sure hate that it happened. And uh, and my heart goes out to the whole Cleveland family. Uh, Tyler wrote something good on Facebook this morning, and I know Rick is just completely upset. They were so tight as brothers all these years. And, of course, right. both of them are true Golden Eagle people. Uh, grew up in the shades of running around there in Hattiesburg and following their daddy to work. was The SID, when I went to work down there, was H. Uh, Cleveland, and, and those two guys grew up there and learned to do all the writing with their dad. And uh, it's just... Uh, it's just disheartening to hear that we lost Bobby. Yep. Coach, I look forward to seeing you again at Pete Taylor Park. I want to thank you for your friendship and, and your association with our radio show. And uh, I hope you have a great weekend on the lake. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you when the Golden Eagles get back home. Thank you, Bob Getty. I appreciate it. And hey, we missed the two outlaws, but I'll see you down the road. <laughs> Coach Hill Denson, everybody. The legend Hill Denson on the Eagle Hour. We love the guy and uh, always enjoy our conversations. We always enjoy talking to Southern Miss fans. we got a super fan coming up next. Hang on. Southern Miss to the top. Always love talking to Hill Denson. He's a great friend and a super supporter of the Eagle Hour and uh, a legend, of course. I don't need to tell you that. Uh, we appreciate uh, Coach Denson uh, taking time and uh, talk to us here on the Eagle Hour today. This segment of the show is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. I guarantee you all of the games will be on 4th Street Bar and Grill. I'm just looking here. ESPN Plus schedule to carry tonight's game. Then I was very disappointed to see this. I'm hoping this is not correct, but likely it is. The Saturday and Sunday game on CUSA TV, but ESPN Plus tonight uh, carrying the game 
And uh, that game time, I believe, is at 6 p.m. tonight. So thanks to 4th Street Bar and Grill. You can go catch the game tonight. Enjoy yourself a big shrimp, poor boy, and a couple of cold beers. And uh, what better way to enjoy your Friday night? want to start uh, recognizing some of what we believe are super fans of Southern Miss because if you don't have a fan base of passionate fans, you really don't have a program. Southern Miss has a very passionate fan base. And among that base is a gentleman by the name of Randall Mason, who is now on the Eagle Hour. Randall lives about 30 miles north of Covington, Louisiana. I see him at every baseball game, every football game. Uh, he is truly a super Golden Eagle fan. Randall, welcome to the Eagle Hour. I really appreciate you coming on to talk to me. Thanks, Bob. Uh, never been called a super fan, but I guess my wife and kids would probably say that. <laughs> look, I observe you, so I, I kind of know. And look, I have to I have to make this connection. You know the very famous contributor to the Eagle Hour, Al Holder, very famous man now that he's uh, – been associated with the Eagle Hour. At least that's what he tells me. He tells me that he's very famous. I understand that you and I met actually tailgating in your motorhomes at Southern Miss Sporting Events. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, Al and I met uh, tailgating, got to be good friends, and he convinced me to start coming to baseball games in 2016. I got to admit, when I was in school there, there wasn't much baseball. There was, there was no field. And when I, I intended that, bought my season tickets, and I'm going to tell you, that Rice game at the end of the year, <laughs> that set the hook in my mouth, and I have been back ever since. Yeah, the, the famous uh, three-throw into home plate, and uh, Chucky tags out the Rice runner to win the conference uh, tournament. So, so prior, and I do want to talk to you about baseball, but prior to that, you were traveling, you were bringing your motor home, you were tailgating at Southern Miss football, so you've been a long time supporter of football correct uh, football and and basketball uh, but football was yeah that was always my when i went to school there they were building stadiums so we didn't get to watch many games <laughs> right right i was i was there for the opening against old miss but uh I, i'm gonna tell you uh, i'm sure most people the baseball has is, is got everybody excited now that's I mean, I I bleed black and gold, but I bleed black and gold baseball right now. No, there's no question. Funny, you you you're, you're describing the exact same period of time. My wife Angela and I were at Southern Miss. Uh, they were building the football stadium. We went to games in Mobile and different places like that. But uh, and we were two were there when we christened the stadium uh, with Ole Miss. And so, like you, we enjoyed the glory years of football, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully that will. We'll come back. But right now, Randall, we are in the glory years of baseball. And uh, I'm so curious to talk to a fan like you. Uh, I was talking to Hill Denson earlier. And, uh, you know, I, I find myself that now that things are so lofty, I find myself just almost miserable watching every game because I, I, I'm so, so concerned that something might go wrong. Now, Al tells me to relax and enjoy this magical ride. How are you approaching uh, this this stratosphere that we're currently in with baseball? You and I are the same. I, until that last out in the ninth inning, or that you know, or they're, they're out in the top of the ninth for home games, I worry until it's over. I uh, I've been to a lot of away games. Of course, I went to past week, which is closest one to my house. It took me forty five minutes to get to the stadium, but I was not comfortable until that game was over. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I've got a lot of faith in this team. I've never. This is a strong team. 
I'm going to be honest with you. I've already made my hotel reservation for Omaha. And if that <laughs> happens, i got to cancel a trip to Denver, which is going to be the same weekend. So right. I'm kind of... I'm kind of cutting hairs, but I'm, I'm, if we make it, I'm going, I'm never going to miss another chance to go. So no, well, yeah, I know know exactly how you feel about that. And I share that with you. Uh, you know, I, I am enjoying the ride and I'm so proud of uh, Scott Berry and all, all the guys associated with the baseball team, but there's a baseball baseball to begin with is sort of a nerve wracking sport. And, uh, I've had the opportunity to watch several games with Gabe and Rodrigo Montenegro's father. And let me tell you, he's just like me and you. He's just miserable oh, yeah. during the game. It's a, <laughs> the, the tension is just at times miserable, is it not? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, uh, and one thing I've got is a wife that supports me and goes to the games and actually keeps score. So if I need to know a pinch cut, I don't have to pick up my phone. I just ask her, and she looks on He's her right sheet. There, huh? so, He's right there. He's right there. Yeah. Now, you were at Southeast Louisiana this week, and, and I was watching that on ESPN+. Plus, and it appeared to me that there were – I mean, I could really hear the Southern Miss fan base. So, how, how many Golden Eagle fans would you say were there? And it, it did seem like uh, Golden Eagle fans pretty much dominated the atmosphere. Well, I must say they probably had a little more at the start of the game, but uh, as the game went on, they started leaving. And, uh, of course, we had more to scream about. So, And I don't know if you can tell my voice is a little bit hoarse, but that's from me hollering at the baseball game. But uh, <laughs> at, uh, we had them – at the end of the game, we definitely had them outnumbered, but we had a strong contingent there. We also had alumni function there from people on the North Shore of Louisiana and uh, had a little tent set up. So it was it was a it was a – I'm gonna be honest. To me, it's like having a home atmosphere because I mean, we were there, right? Well, you're part of of what is a big contingent, and it has always been of Louisiana-based Southern Miss alumni. Randall, there are a lot of people like you from Louisiana that uh, spent their college years in Hattiesburg and, and are now loyal Golden Eagle fans. We have quite a fan base uh, in Louisiana, do we not? Oh yes. Um, there's a large contingent in the, the North Shore alumni chapter. Uh, now, there wasn't many showed up there, but when we have a function, there's usually – I know when uh, Will Hall made his rounds, the room wasn't big enough. They were – I mean, it spilled out in the halls, and that was just our chapter on the North Shore. Yeah, and where where is that? that when you say the North Shore, what area really – North Shore is a Slidell, Covington, uh, um, all the way to Hammond, that area, the North Shore of the Lake Pontchartrain. Well, I got you. So, so here you are. You live you live about thirty miles from Covington, but you hold season tickets in football, basketball, baseball. Am I correct? Correct. Right. And you, and your thoughts though, right now, like all of us are on this baseball team, kind of, if you will, in the last minute we have left here, just kind of wrap up uh, what the season has meant to you, and uh, uh, you know, w- what's your observation of, of the Southern Miss baseball team? Uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I, my, my gut reaction is we got the team that can go all the way. What do I love about it? We swept, uh, well, we beat State and Ole Miss and hopefully beat them one more time. I got a, a lot of relatives that lean the other way. Now, I live here, but that's only because after I graduated, I, I moved. And I've been in South Louisiana a long time. But most, I have brothers and sister in Hattiesburg and uh, a daughter that actually lives in Hattiesburg. She's also a season ticket holder and graduate of Ole Miss, but uh, that's because she had to go to pharmacy school there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, I think this is the year. I think I've, we've never had a pitching staff. This, this, I mean, 
we got a picture like the other night to start at, at, at Louisiana, uh, Southeast Louisiana. I, I was questioning Matt Adams pitching, but man, that dude came in and he, <laughs> he, sure he put on a show. Yeah, <laughs> he sure did, didn't he? I, I mean, I'm, sure. we got more pitchers than, uh, uh, you know, problem last year, we ran out of pitchers at Ole Miss. I don't think we're going to have that problem this year at all. I think we can, we got enough pitching to make it. I think, I think you're right. Do you, uh, do you, like I do, communicate throughout the season with the uh, famous Al Holder? Does he uh, give you his coaching Al advice? Are, Al, and and I are, <laughs> Al and I are real good friends, and I'm sure I'm going to get a phone call as soon as this is over with or, or a text message because I know he's listening to your show. But uh, Yeah, he's a yeah great, Al, Al's a great Southern Miss guy, I can tell you that. There's no question about that. And so are you, Randall Mason, and we appreciate that very much, and uh you are the first super fan that uh, we've had the opportunity to talk to. And uh, just on, on behalf of everybody uh, with the Southern Miss Athletic Department, I'm really, really grateful for folks like you and your wife uh, that support all the programs and drive two and a half hours one way uh, to watch the Golden Eagles play. Thanks, Randall. And I'll look forward to seeing you at Pete Taylor Park here in the next few days. All right. See you later, Bob. Thanks. Randall Mason, everybody, from Covington, Louisiana. Like I say, we want to try to start touching base a little bit with uh, Southern Miss fans who really go out of their way. Here's a guy who lives two and a half hours from the campus and is a season ticket holder uh, in every major sport. I think uh, that really says a lot. All right, well, we're about uh, four hours and 15 minutes from the first pitch tonight and, of course, the great Tanner Hall on the mound for Southern Miss, 7-0 and one nine four ERA. He'll be uh, facing right-hander Jackson Reynolds Sr., who's two and four with a two point nine one ERA. That game tonight on ESPN Plus. I got a lot of Conference USA statistics as we go into the weekend. I think you'll find interesting. I hope you'll stick around, and we'll share that with you right after this. The Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty with you this afternoon. This segment sponsored by D1 and DBAT. D1 providing really professional, great physical training for adults uh, in any sport. DBAT provides expert uh, training and facilities for baseball and softball improvement. They're located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, and we encourage you to do business with them. All right, the Golden Eagles uh, go to, as you know, to take on UAB tonight. Southern Miss enters the weekend with a school record 15 straight wins after beating Southeastern Louisiana 9-4 to Tuesday night. The, the Eagles have won 20 of their last 21 games, 23 of their last 25 games, and they have the nation's longest road winning streak at 12 games. That tells you how hard it is to uh, consistently win in college baseball. This will be the final CUSA series between the Eagles and the Blazers. Uh, UAB is 23-16, and 16, so they're no slouch. 
The two teams have met in baseball 115 times in a series that dates back to 1980. Southern Miss holds a 76-39 to advantage, and that includes a four-game sweep of the Blazers last year in Hattiesburg. Over the past 25 games, the Golden Eagle offense has generated a 300 batting average. They've hit 40 home runs and 171 RBIs. We're really in magical times, everybody. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't need to tell any of you that listen to the show that. Southern Miss uh, comes into the weekend series with a four-game lead over Texas San Antonio, which is uh, now 28-13, and 13, Louisiana Tech 28-14. and 14. The Golden Eagles are 16-2 and two in the league. Both UTSA and Louisiana Tech are 12-6, and six, uh, falling back into third place, Florida Atlantic 11-7, and seven, Middle Tennessee 11-7, and seven, and uh, that's how it pretty much stacks up. UAB is 8-10 and 10 in league play, and as I said, 23-16 and 16 overall. Here's some interesting stats uh, through today in Conference USA. Old Dominion leads the league in hitting uh, the Monarchs have a 311 team batting average. Texas San Antonio is second at 308. Southern Miss is third at 298. Old Dominion leads the league in the number of runs scored, 171. Texas San Antonio with 150, and the Golden Eagles with 129. So pretty interesting stuff there. Total bases, Old Dominion dominating the league in offense. 410 total bases. Southern Miss second with 316. And again, UTSA, those are the top three offensive teams in the league at 298. The slugging percentage, Old Dominion at 617, Southern Miss second at 501, Florida Atlantic comes in third at 478. Old Dominion leads the league in hits with 207, Texas San Antonio at 196, and the Golden Eagles at 188. A couple of interesting things here. The Golden Eagles lead the league in the number of players hit by pitches, 34, Texas San Antonio, 33, and Louisiana Tech, 30 run. Home runs, Old Dominion again with 56. Listen to that, 56 home runs. Florida Atlantic with 29. Charlotte Southern Miss tied for third with 28 home runs. And in RBIs, again, Old Dominion, 161. UTSA, 134. Southern Miss, 118. Southern Miss leads the league. This may not surprise you in the ground out double plays. Uh, we have had that happen to us 14 times. Charlotte with 12. But you know, it all it all changes when you get to the mound. The Golden Eagles dominate the league in pitching a 2.45 team ERA. Listen to the closest. Second place, Louisiana Tech with a 4.23. Middle Tennessee in third with a 4.70. Uh, team ERA. So the Golden Eagles are the dominant, obviously, uh, pitching staff in the league. Individual pitching, Blake Morgan of Old Dominion has a .95 ERA. Hurston Waldrop is second with a 1.27. Trent Siebert from Middle Tennessee with a 1.74. Uh, Tanner Hall with a 2.47 ERA is uh, up near the top as well. So uh, pitching, pretty good hitting. Uh, timely hitting as of late, but the dominant suffocating pitching uh, has been the key for the Golden Eagles, as as well you all know. All right, next week, we hope you'll tune in. Scott Berry will be with us Monday, as he always is, and we're going to give tickets away all next week. We've got tickets to the Old Dominion Series. We've got tickets to the next, next midweek home game against the Ole Miss Rebels, and we want to make sure that we do what we can 
to help pack the Pete. So we're going to give some of our tickets away every day next week. Hope you'll be tuned in and listen for that. Kelly and Luke will both be back uh, Monday, and uh, we sure appreciate uh, everybody that tunes into the Eagle Hour each and every day. Heath Hinton will be with us Tuesday. As always, uh, we'll also be talking about the NFL Draft next week with Patrick McGee down in New Orleans. And uh, we'll get to working uh, first thing uh, Monday morning on uh, lining up guests all week that uh, you'll find interesting and entertaining. I want to thank everybody that tunes into the Eagle Hour every day. We know there are a lot of you out there. We hear from you all the time. We're very, very grateful to you for that. I want to remind you, you can hear our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Hope it goes well tonight. Southern Miss and uh, UAB in a three-game weekend series will be locked in. We know we, you will, too. And again, thank you for tuning into our show each and every day. Back Monday. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Mississippi Media Production.